Hey, 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 frenzies, and welcome to episode 42. Oh my gosh, it's number 42, the answer to life. If you are a nerdy Douglas Adams fan, <laughs> it's from a book called The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And unless you're a really big dorkwad like I am, then you might not know what it is. <laughs> Anyway, today's episode, um, this is actually Memorial Day weekend as I'm recording this, and it is my five-year anniversary on Teachers Pay Teachers, and it has been a wild ride, so I thought I would just reflect a little bit and tell you about some lessons that I've learned on um, being on Teachers Pay Teachers and a teacher blogger and on social media. It's raining really hard right now. I don't know if you can hear that. I feel like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, that like tornado is just going to come and sweep me away. But all right, let's get on with the show. Are you feeling a little burnt out and exhausted this school year? Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher podcast is here to get you through the hard weeks. We will be tackling tough topics while addressing self-care tips and tricks to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Jessica Martin a coffee-drinking teacher and tech coach working on my own health journey as I pursue happiness in my teacher life. I am so happy you're here with me today, and I can't wait to share all the things with you. Let's get on with the show. My frenzies! Okay, before we start this episode, I just want to say thank you so much for hanging out with me today and letting me be a part of your day. We're going to have a good day together. I just know it. Anyway, this is the part of the show before I begin where I like to read one of my reviews. And this week, I'm going to read this new one from Kelly C. She's one of my buddies, as you'll see in the review. I swear I did not pay her for this. (laughs) Kelly, you come to my defense. I did not pay her to write this. (laughs) All right. I found Jessica way back in the days of Periscope, and I'm going to talk about that in the show today, which is really weird that you mentioned that, and immediately love listening to her. She quickly became a part of my morning routine while I get ready for work. Since I started listening to Jess, I have had the opportunity to hang out with her on several occasions, and I consider her to be one of my friends. What you hear on these podcasts is exactly her. Her fabulous personality is so inviting. I love listening to the topics and tips she has, and she will always be a part of my morning routine. Kelly, that is just the sweetest review ever. Um, And like I said, yes, we have hung out in real life, but no, I did not pay her to do that. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much, Kelly. Uh, If you get a chance, write me on Instagram, and I'll make sure that you get a t-shirt from the show. I am... I am currently looking at, you know, what kind of swag I want to make this summer. I want to make it so like if you leave me a written review, we can connect and I can send you a little thank you gift. Um, eventually, you know, it's probably going to be like some stickers. <laughs> but I do want to get like for the founding contributors to my reviews, I want to get something really cool. I do have a lot of cool t-shirts right now available in my buddy Lindsay Nagorski's Etsy Etsy store. But I kind of want to get something different, like something a little bit um, unique that I can send people and maybe a tote bag or I mean, I just don't know. I haven't decided yet. But it's going to definitely be something cool just as like a thank you for the first, you know, the first hundred people that leave me a review because it just, it's the nicest thing you can do. It's kind of like going to a wedding and signing the wedding book and not just putting your name, you know, that's like clicking the stars, but like actually writing something to the bride and groom. I mean, they, they're going to treasure that forever. And I look at 
so many of my notes from students and handwritten things that I've gotten like from my parents or my grandparents. And these are notes that I like treasure forever. And that's kind of what a written review on iTunes is. It sounds really cheesy, but you know, it, it takes you two to five minutes to type something out and send it. But then that person has it in their like scrapbook of memories for this show or whatever it is forever. So it's really, really cool. Um, it's a really cool thing to do. And every time I go to upload a podcast, I can see them and I get, you know, emails about them. And it just kind of kind of kind of makes you feel like okay I'm doing something good this is worthwhile I'm impacting people this is this is pretty sweet so thank you to everyone who's left me a written review I do really appreciate it and you know be on the listen for my swag this summer I've already sent several listeners t-shirts but I want to find something for everyone who's taking the time out to leave me a nice review so thank you and yeah let's get on with the show number 42 I am I am excited my frenzies, you came back for episode 42 after my long thank you message. <laughs> thank you. You must be a real trooper. Anyway, okay, episode 42, I wanted to reflect and share some lessons from my five years of being a seller on Teachers Pay Teachers. Now, even if you're not a seller on TPT, you must be a part of social media to have found my podcast at some point, right? Like you might be on social media. Maybe you digest information for teacher blogs. Maybe you have your own teacher blog. Maybe you want to start a TPT store. So don't think just because you don't have a TPT store that this episode might not have something in it for you. Maybe it'll just kind of get you curious about it or answer some questions that you've had. So anyway, I want to start out with like my biggest lesson from my whole TPT blog social media journey. And that is definitely whatever you put into it is what you're going to get back. And occasionally, I have known some people that have just poured and poured and poured into one project and they, they don't get anything back. And that's when you need a business coach, a mastermind group, a mentor, a course. I mean, you need something to kind of, you know, figure out what you're doing wrong. But in my experience anyway, whenever I put time and energy and effort into something, I do see a return. So that has been my number one lesson. And I'll tell you how that lesson has kind of like gone up and down over the years. So but anyway, I just want you to to know and I think, I mean, I think most of us can agree that like when you put your when you put a lot of time into something, you do see some sort of payoff, whether it's working out or eating right, or, you know, um, I don't know, some hobby that you have that you keep practicing. My husband loves to play the guitar, but when he kind of gives it up for six months or a year, he gets pretty rusty, right? So, and that's what I found with TPT is it's just like one of those things you have to keep pouring into and it'll keep, it'll keep spilling back onto your plate. Um, so let's go like into why I started on TPT five years ago on Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> um, I remember, so it was the end of my second year teaching and I had wanted to do TPT for a while. Uh, I started buying TPT products my very first year of teaching and they really helped me out and it was a really rough year and they just saved me. But then I started thinking, hmm, maybe I could do something like this. And of course, I had seen Deanna jump on CNN and, oh, there's this teacher that made a million dollars on this website. Oh, my gosh. You know, so there was a, a lot of buzz around TPT, but I just, you know, kind of shuffled my feet and I was just feeling really good after the second year of teaching. I was feeling great. And I think I read a quote, you know, that there's kind of a cheesy quote that says, 
um, today is either going to be day one or, or it's going to be like one day, like one day I'm going to do this or today is the day you start. And I just decided on that weekend, I was staying home. My husband almost works every Memorial Day weekend. So we never go like to barbecues or do anything really. So anyway, I was home that whole weekend and I just thought, this is it. This is the day I'm going to start on Teachers Pay Teachers. And that was 2014. And I created that whole summer, lots of ups and downs. I didn't really know what I was doing. None of us do. We just kind of, you know, you just try to figure out like, okay, I just bought this PDF, right? And you're trying to figure out like, okay, how do people get the words on this paper? (laughs) And you start Googling things and you just slowly kind of teach yourself, right? Like you teach yourself how to do what you see other people doing without copying them, like doing your own lessons, but trying to figure out the digital components, you know? And so that whole summer, 2014, I created and oh I I think I wrote down my sales somewhere for you guys. Um I don't know if I can find them, but I just looked them up. So that first in that first May, the first we I only created for one week in May and I made $22. And then in June I made something like $59. And then in July my sales went down a little bit and I made $40. And then in August, I made close to $500. <laughs> so my efforts of really pouring myself into my store, um, they really paid off. Uh, after three months of creating, I was making um, between, you know, 500 and 1000 a month. And that's exactly what I wanted that was my goal. And I, it could, it may have been kind of a curse to reach my goals so soon, right? Like it, you know, and I had created over a hundred products in the matter of three months. I don't know how I did it. I was just like a product making factory at one point, you know, and a lot of them were so bad. I actually made way over a hundred. I think I had like 170 products. And after, I don't know when, I think after a year, after my first TPT conference, I deleted like 70 or 80 products as I realized they were just bad products and just got rid of them. But um, anyway, it was, I think it was just kind of like, it was just, it blew me away. Like I could not believe that I had gone from one month of making 50 to making 10 times my money the next month. So anyway, um, so that, that started my third year of teaching. And I was feeling so great from making all those products that summer and just feeling so energized. But, you know, whenever you pour yourself into one area, another area of your life starts to crumble a little bit. And that's unfortunate with time, isn't it? So like, whereas the summer before that, when I wasn't on TPT, I spent a lot of time getting ready in my classroom, preparing lessons, you know, for that class and everything went so well that year. And then this, this next summer going into my third year of teaching, I did not spend a second in my classroom. I was on my computer making TPT products and I left my classroom a disaster. I didn't even walk into the school until like the first day of school. I didn't like they pay us to go and prepare for classes. They give us like $20 an hour or something. And I didn't even do that. I didn't even go. I was too busy doing stuff on TPT. And so I walk in like the first day of school, like, uh oh, I have not prepared. I did not clean my classroom. It was a disaster. And, and the first day of school was so rough. I had so many behaviors and I just thought, oh, after two years of teaching, I got this in the bag. Woo. And yeah, it was a hot mess. And that's, that's my next big, you know, takeaway for you is that whenever you, 
Like, yes, I did go from making $50 to $500 in one month, but my teaching really suffered. My classroom really suffered. Do I regret it? No, but it did send me into a bit of a tailspin that year where it was just like that first day of school was pretty rough. And then it took me the whole year to try to get those kids back. back on track. I mean, it was really, really hard year. And then what ended up happening is I was so exhausted from the bad behaviors. And it wasn't just the fact that I didn't, I want to, I want to give myself some credit. Like I got a really challenging class. I got a class where I had at least nine or 10 serious behavior problems. Um, I mean, the first day of class, I had kids like jumping off of their desk, taking their clothes off. I mean, and they had like, um, this one person had like a Superman cape on underneath his clothes, but like, that's kind of unusual in fifth grade on the first day of school. And I had lessons prepared. It was just, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I had the first day of school, I had a girl take some scissors and like cut a huge chunk of my carpet, like just out of the room while I was walking around helping people. I mean, there were some unbelievable things that happened that year, but I mean, I did learn to be a better teacher, um, but it kind of put a damper on my TPT creation because I would come home completely run down zero joy. And then I'm just like making this steady amount from all my work over the summer. So there was no reason to work on my TPT store because I was like, well, I, I made my goal. I want to make a few hundred bucks a month and I'm making it. And the thing with TPT is once you slow down creating products, I mean, you're not going to start making more money out of the blue. Like in order to make more money, you got to do more work. And that's just, I was just like, whatever. I mean, I'm making a few hundred a month. I'm happy. You know, let's just try to get through this year. Okay. Okay, so nightmare third year of teaching. I stop my product creation, but I do start uh, reading teacher blogs and Googling some of my problems. Like what, what happened this year? Why did I have such a great second year and such a horrible third year? And that's where I just discovered a lot of, you know, teacher bloggers and social media and a lot of educational ideas that weren't like presented to me in the school setting. So I started branching out a little bit and I decided at the end of that year, I'm like, you know what I should do? I should go to the TPT conference. It's going to be in Las Vegas. It's like a seven hour drive. I should go and just figure out like how I can get back on track, creating more products and, you know, like just put this year behind me and start off on a fresh foot. So I went to the TPT conference totally alone. I didn't know a single person, nobody. Um, We drove down uh, uh, with my stepdaughter in the car. I think she was like seven. So she was not the happiest of campers. (laughs) And my husband... And they dropped me off every day at the TPT conference. And it was funny because I actually ended up meeting some people that I'm still friends with today. Like one of my best conference buddies, Susan Lopez, was one of the first people to ever talk to me at the TPT conference. So it was kind of cool. And like the whole vibe was just so contagious. And just it was just overwhelming being there. And I almost just didn't go because I was so scared and so nervous to be around people. And I have such uh, strong social anxiety. And I'm sure that's kind of weird for a lot of people listening who watch my videos to even think about. But I remember hiding in the bathroom during like the first half of one of the sessions. And I was just a wreck, man. I was just a wreck. But anyway, I went and the whole theme of that year was that, you know, you have to collaborate with people 
you have to join social media. You got to be on Facebook and Instagram. And there was this new thing called Periscope. You got to be on live video and collaborate and just do your blog and Pinterest. And there's just so much they're throwing at you, but they're like, you got to be a part of all of these things. And that was kind of like just the vibe that I got. I'm not saying that's what TPT told us, but they were just like, it seems like the people who are the most successful on TPT are those who collaborate with each other and those who really grow their social media platforms. So I was like, okay. So I went home from that and I was like, well, I guess I got to join social media. (laughs) And so I joined all of the social media platforms and I also joined this app called Periscope where it's kind of like Instagram live. Like you get on and you just start talking in video and I started watching, um, I started watching a bunch of people and then I thought, oh, maybe I can do this too. And I tried it and I just thought, oh gosh, I am so weird and awkward on video. Like they just went horribly. And I'm like, maybe I should go practice in front of a mirror. So I went in front of a mirror and I start practicing and I kind of pretend like I was talking to my best friend. And, uh, and I just saw it like in the mirror. I'm like, yes, that's who you are. You know, like I saw my confidence in the mirror practicing, like talking to the thin air. Right. And I'm like, that's who you are. This is the confidence. This is the, this is who you are. This is who your friends know. This is who like your favorite coworkers know. Right. Like this is the Jessica you need to show the world. And, um, it sounds so cheesy saying all that. So anyway, I had really bad internet and every time I would try to periscope from my house, it wouldn't work. So what I did is um, I was commuting to school about 50 miles and after school, I would drive to like the highest point in the city uh, that I was teaching in, which was actually uh, at this Walmart on top of a hill because I actually had really good service up there. And then I would periscope from my car in this Walmart parking lot and people just thought it was such a hoot. Um, because so many people are shy to be videoing in public, or at least at that time they were. Um, they couldn't believe that I was willing to like be at Walmart <laughs> and tell these weird stories of my day, right? And the coolest part about Periscope is people could share you. So like if you touch their heart or their funny bone, they would share. And that was really exciting. So then for the next year, like Periscope kind of became my life. And I went to a bunch of teacher meetups and it was really weird because people were seeing me as like this, you know, semi teacher celebrity because I'm on video every day and I have hundreds of people watching. Right. And so it was just like a really weird kind of, you know, like going from this total like social anxiety ridden wallflower, literally hiding in bathrooms to avoid people to like people running up to me at these conferences. Like, can I take a picture with you? It was really, really weird. Right. Um, so anyway, from that whole school year, it went great. I implemented so many strategies from social media and from books I had read and I shared those. And then I'm gaining this popularity on this weird new platform. And it was like, everybody wanted to be my friend, right? People were messaging me all day, wanting to text me, wanting to be in special groups, wanting to do collaborations. I talked to several universities. I mean, I felt like I was, you know, sort of had a viral post or something. Like everybody wanted to talk to me. And what I found is like some people, like I did attract some really genuine people, but then I also attracted a lot of people that were just using me for my popularity. They're what I can refer to as social climbers. And um, anyway, so 
and I didn't know that at the time. I just kind of viewed everyone on like equal footing. But now I can kind of recognize a social climber when I see one. And I probably should just do a whole episode on them so you can see them too. <laughs> but anyway, Periscope fizzled in about a year. And it was really, it was just kind of a weird like that whole from summer to summer was just kind of this weird time for me because, you know, I went from nobody knowing who I was to like really popular teacher Instagram grammars and bloggers knowing me by first name and trying to talk to me and text message me and wanting me to collaborate with them. It was really overwhelming and weird because I didn't like build this really great business. I just went on video and talked about my day. You know what I mean? So um, it's been interesting. Like, I mean, since then, you know, there was all those people that were like the social climbers, like they just completely disappear, right? Like as soon as Periscope fizzled out and then Instagram and Snapchat kind of took over and then Instagram really took over and now like all the cool popular kids are on Instagram, like I haven't even heard from some of those people. They were text messaging me every single day, talking to me. They just stopped replying to my text messages, stopped talking to me. So like it was kind of a huge letdown because I thought I had made all of these, all of these really awesome new friends. And then I just found out they were social climbers and they, they weren't my friends at all. And um, I mean, at least now I know about them, but it was like really hard coming down from that kind of high to realizing like, oh, okay, like that was just kind of a fluke. And, um, and then I started, I, I transferred schools this next school year and Periscope, by the time I started school that year, like Periscope was gone. Nobody was using it. And I, I acquired a small following on Instagram, but it wasn't like anything like my Periscope popularity. And then I was teaching a new grade. Like they told me I was going to probably just teach sixth grade. I ended up teaching mostly eighth grade. Huge jump to go from fifth grade to eighth grade. And I'm in a new school, new classroom. I find it very sterile, no windows. Like I can't decorate it kind of like the way I want to. Like it was just like it was very depressing year being trapped in this room. The heating was always off or the air conditioning was off. You know, working with an age group, I just really did not know how to handle very well. And then having kind of lost this platform that I thought I had been building for a year, I mean, I put my whole heart and soul into Periscope. I made over 400 videos and then it just kind of, the rug just got like, like pulled from under me and I sort of crashed and I, I didn't feel like at, a, at the time that I was crashing, but I um, like, I look back at the pictures and I can kind of see it in my face and I gained a whole lot of weight. I mean, I was already you know, um, I was already overweight. I mean, I am overweight, but I had gained like another 20 pounds on top of it. And, um, I was pushing 260 pounds and I was just, I was sort of out of control, I think with my eating and my emotions. So anyways, and I think it was a response to like this weird letdown from Periscope. Like it was like the biggest letdown ever to be like thinking that I was growing this, this channel and that I was gaining momentum in the world and like advancing my own career. And then it just crashed and there was nothing. And that did teach me to never put all your eggs in one basket on social media. Like never, 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 because social media is constantly changing. And at any time, you know, you can have the rug ripped out from under you. So I think that's a really important lesson that I learned from that time. 
Okay, so one good part of this whole like kind of dark, weird year coming off the Periscope high, you know, starting to teach in junior high and just a lot of really negative, awful things happening is I found out who my real friends were. And so that was really nice. Like I found out like exactly like as soon as you lose your popularity and the rug gets pulled out from under you for whatever reason it is, you find out real fast who your real friends are, who was honest, who was genuine who actually liked you. I, the most disturbing thing is I thought that I had a group of the like pretty solid teacher acquaintances, right? Like not people that I talked to every day, but people I thought I had built a good rapport with and I had a good reputation with, people that I cared for, you know, people that I gave money towards their causes or their donors choose. And I thought like we had built a little like, you know, a good connection. Like a like I saw them as fellow coworkers. I caught like a whole bunch of people talking horrible trash about me on social media. Um, basically almost spelling out my name, like people saying they wish I had died in a fire. I mean, it was shocking. I'm like, wow, like I gave <laughs> I gave money to your donors choose and you wish I would have died in a fire. Huh. This is, uh, this is cool. This is really awesome. So, I mean, like, I just had a lot of revelations where I, I learned that I was really naive about people and that there are some real nasty folks out there. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's a shame that I was so naive and trusted like so many people. And I think that happens to, I bet you that happens to a lot of people that gain popularity really fast. Or, I mean, I feel so bad for celebrities or like teacher bloggers or some of the really big Instagram people because there's so many people out there that are trying to social network you to death. They're trying to climb all over you so they get to the top. I see it happen all the time. Like I say, I could do like my own show on it. And I found out there was all these people that I just thought were cool teachers, you know, like, and they totally hated my guts and were pretending to like me. And it was, it was kind of devastating. I was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't see myself as being the super villain that people just couldn't, couldn't stand and hated, you know, but that's what I found after Periscope fell is that all these people that were nice to my face were saying really evil things behind my back. And, um, I, you know, I had some tanties and I probably, even to this day when it happens, I, sometimes I do something passive aggressive on social media. All I can say is like, I'm a human. I get my feelings hurt. I can't always respond in the most professional way. I mean, I'm the whimsical teacher. I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not like a, a, a clone uh, of someone with no emotions or feelings. And I, I think I've gotten better over the years from being so reactive to things that I find out about or that I see or that I hear. Um, so yeah, that's, it just, you know, like I, I am really, really grateful for all the friends I have made, but I'm also a lot more hardened and just like nothing surprises me anymore, which is good. I mean, I think it's good that like when someone betrays me now, I'm just like, oh, Yep. Of course they did, you know? And uh, some of my friends, like my longtime friends, like friends I've had for 20 years, I feel like they they were desperately trying to get me to learn these lessons back in my 20s, you know? Because I've always been kind of happy-go-lucky, open-hearted, like 
just wanting to believe the good in everyone. My dad's that way too. And we often get kind of manipulated and, and um, used by people. But I think I'm getting better. I think I'm getting better. And so that's a good thing. And that's something that social media taught me. I mean, it did teach me don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's why I diversify my content now. Yes, I have most of my content on Instagram. But I also have several other platforms where I have things going. So like if Instagram goes away tomorrow, I'm not going to be heartbroken. Like I know exactly what to expect. I know exactly the people I'll never hear from again. <laughs> like so yeah I mean it, it is what it is it's like a giant playground and that's kind of how I see it now um let's see here what do, what else do I have um I have empathy now for the bigger uh, teacher social media accounts I can only imagine what they're going through because like I went through all that with Periscope so like I know exactly what they're going through and they kind of like I kind of chuckle sometimes when I see those people that were using me on Periscope like trying to use others you know trying to cl- climb on them a little bit because I mean I just I I, I don't know. It, it's funny once you see it working, like once you're out of it, you're out of the circus and you're standing back watching the show, you're like, wow, <laughs> I see what's happening. So anyways, um, let's see the next. So the next year, like I, I'm, I'm going to be woo woo with you. I just meditated and prayed and focused and I wanted my life to go in a different direction. I was miserable in the classroom situation I was at the school I was and I just, I did everything like every single morning I meditated and prayed probably for 40 minutes and it was just like the most intense focused energy of my life that I just wanted something to change in my life. I was not happy with the way things were going. And lo and behold, within a couple months, I was offered a new job at school. I didn't even apply for it. It just came out of the blue to be a technology coach for my school and to leave the classroom for a couple years and basically like start this new career as a tech coach. I could not believe it. And like I said, I don't want to be woo woo, but I'm telling you the truth that I was at a low point and I was just meditating and praying and thinking positive every day for so many months. And then this amazing opportunity landed in my lap. So I don't know, maybe it was always going to happen. Or maybe my thinking kind of changed, changed the course for me a little bit. I don't really know whatever you want to believe in. I'm not telling you what to believe. (laughs) So that kind of started like the next chapter of, you know, uh, teachers pay teachers and this career, um, is I became a tech coach. And all of my time, like I still went to the Teachers Pay Teachers conferences, but honestly, like my whole focus in my professional career focused, like changed to technology. And how can I help my school better use this technology and what's even out there? I've always loved technology. So it was just a perfect fit for me. And it was kind of like starting over again, though. Like it's it's not the most, um, like it's kind of a lonely road because There's not a lot of other tech coaches out there to collaborate with or do things with. And of course, you're the only one in your building with that job. And it can cause some kind of like tension with um, certain staff members, you know, that you have this really cool job and they don't. I mean, I'm not calling anyone out. It's just like, it's just the vibe I've gotten over the last couple of years, right? (laughs) So like, it's been this really exciting path. I didn't do anything on Teachers Pay Teachers, really. I... I did create a couple products and I made a lot of really cool things for my school that I'm really proud of. I definitely have 
Um, I've gotten a lot better at designing things. I revamped a lot of products. So while I haven't really poured myself into Teachers Pay Teachers, I'm still proud of my store and I'm proud that I'm still making money after five years. That's why if you're listening to this right now, like seriously, think about my story. I poured myself into this store in 2014 and I've been making the same amount of money from it every single year. I'm not sure what other business you could do that in. Like maybe, I don't know, digital book sales or something or digital art, like where you make something one time and you can sell it forever. But that's seriously what Teachers Pay Teachers is. You make something one time and then you can make money off of it forever if it's a good product. And that's kind of been my main... um that's been my main lesson. And I kind of regret like all the time I spent on Periscope and social media a little bit because I look at like what has been there for me? What can I rely on every month? And the only thing I can really rely on every month is that I do make a profit on Teachers Pay Teachers uh, with not without doing like tons and tons of work for that profit. And I'm not saying that I make as much as like people who have quit their jobs or as much as like you want to make. I don't know how much you want to make, but I cannot believe that Teachers Pay Teachers keeps rewarding me for this work year after year after year. Um, It's pretty much the best side gig, side hustle I can ever imagine. And it's not for everybody. So, you know, I mean, I just think that... um, I think like as a whole, I wish I would have poured my time a little bit the last five years into something that was going to be around longer. Like why, like why did I choose Periscope? Like it was just this fun little app and I just thought it was going to take over the world. Like why, why did I do that? I mean, obviously YouTube was bigger and like I can only imagine if five years ago I would have started pouring myself into a YouTube channel. YouTube is still around. Sometimes we don't know. I mean, sometimes life is kind of a crapshoot and you just kind of try something and see if it works. That's why I'm trying to diversify myself like these next five years, more product creation, you know, more things that I can sell under my own name. Um, I'm going to focus more on things that aren't going anywhere. Like I know YouTube is not going anywhere. I know that podcasting is not going anywhere. I know that any blog posts I write now on my blog, they're not going anywhere. So I'm just going to really focus on those things. I think everything else like in social media world is kind of very up in the air. Like you just never know. Like it ebbs ebbs and flows so much. It's very unpredictable. So that's, that's where I see myself like five years from now. I see myself still going to the TPT conference. I see myself having a lot of the same friends that I do now. But I also see myself like really growing like my own product lines and spending a lot more time like building, like going after my own pursuits on things like that. Like if you can Google it, then I'm going to be spending time on it. (laughs) Like if it's something that I know isn't going away, but like, I don't know, like Instagram in a second could go away. Snapchat already kind of disappearing. Facebook up and down all the time. I mean, I know that like a couple billion people are on Facebook now, but I mean, it's really hard to get your stuff seen. And I know there's courses and stuff like that, but I don't know why waste your time on things that aren't going to show up on a a simple Google search or that aren't going to make you money. So that's just the way I think about things. But I'm definitely so grateful for the friends that I've made. And that is my lesson to you is just like, 
find one thing to pour yourself into, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't let it be something like that's very fickle, like social media. I would find something a little bit more permanent, you know, like when you're making a video for YouTube or for, um, a po- or you're doing a podcast like I'm doing right now, you could, you know, you can save that content and then like repurpose it for something else. If podcasting or YouTube went away, you could at least use a lot of that on your blog. And that was one kind of bad thing with Periscope is just like the quality of the videos at the time and the technology that was there. I couldn't exactly repurpose a lot of that content for my blog. In fact, a lot of it won't even play on my phone anymore. So I could only imagine writing a 400 chapter book and then you know your only copy of it goes up in flames <laughs> sometimes that's a little bit how periscope feels but i'm not sad about it because i made lifelong friends and i learned a lot of lessons as i shared with you so anyway i hope that you'll give you know if you even have a tiny little you know if you have a little spark in your soul to start a teachers pay teacher store i'm telling you it's the one thing of the last 5 years that has never disappointed me i've never been sad to get my tpt check every month right <laughs> like i've never been like oh boy i shouldn't have done this but i have thought that way about facebook and instagram and even youtube and my blog and i felt that way about obviously periscope and blab and collab and friendships and so many things that I poured my time and effort into. I've been like, oh gosh, that was a big waste. But never have I thought that about a Teachers by Teachers product. So just kind of keep that in mind going forward. And honestly, if you ever need any help, like on how you should get started, what you should do on TPT, I love giving people help on that. Um, I know that there's some really expensive courses that you can buy. I'm not saying that they're good or bad. I'm just saying that like, most of us just kind of Google our way through our first couple of products and figure things out. And if it works for a lot of people, it could work for you too. So don't feel like you have to like, oh, I can't do uh, TPT unless I invest like, you know, almost a thousand dollars into all of these products and courses and stuff. I just won't understand. No, all the information is out there for you to do it. It's very easy to start and you can start it for free. You don't have to spend any money to start your TPT store. So if you ever need any like help or, you know, just like what direction, maybe you have an idea for like a certain product. I mean, I'd love to help you out. I do TPT store audits all the time, even to this day where people write me and say, Hey, you know, I've made like 50 products and I'm, I'm solely making like a hundred dollars a month like what am I doing wrong and I will go in and audit their TPT store I'll tell them exactly what to change to make more money because I mean obviously after three months I was making my goal of five six hundred a month so I kind of know what what people are searching for I understand the market I have a business degree I can help you out with that so I'm just putting it out there um, I do charge for my TPT consulting business uh, but if you just send me a simple question on Instagram I'm not going to be like a, a fortune teller and be like, that's going to be $10 for me to answer that question. You can always reach out to me on Instagram or on Gmail. But like, if you want the complete, um, you know, TPT, like where I'm writing you a three page audit, and it's taking hours of my time, then yeah, I do charge for that. But just keep that in mind. Um, even though like, I'm not one of the top sellers, I have not quit my job to do TPT full time. I'm not making more than my teaching salary or even half my teaching salary. I've been plugging away at it for the last five years. And I've gone to all the TPT conferences. So I can share with you some really good tips and info to get you on the right path. 
So I just want to throw it out there if anyone does need help. Sometimes you just don't know who to go to or you think that you only have option A or B. And I just want to show you like there's a lot more options out there for like starting a TPT store and growing a business. All right, frenzies. Well, it's been an exciting um, episode. I think, you know, this next year, I'm just going to, I mean, again, I think it's just going to have to be a year of me and going after some of my own pursuits in life. And really like, I mean, it's so crystal clear to me now um, that TPT has never, it has never failed me. It has never disappointed me. And so why do I keep like putting my time and energy into other things, right? (laughs) So that's sort of one of my goals this year. And we'll see how it goes. Like the next five years, I hope it's going to be amazing. Just as amazing as the last five years, but I'm hoping not to make some of the same mistakes. Okay, frenzies. I love all of you. Thank you for listening. And yeah, um, I'll catch you. I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. You've just finished listening to Healthy Teacher Happy Je- <laughs> Happy Jessica. What? <laughs> Oh no, I don't know how to stop.